September 27th, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 through 33. Follow God's example in everything you do. Because you are His dear children, live a life filled with love for others, following the example of Christ, who loved you and gave Himself as a sacrifice to take away your sins. And God was pleased, because that sacrifice was like sweet perfume to Him. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is really an idolater who worships the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins, for the terrible anger of God comes upon all those who disobey Him. Don't participate in the things these people do. For though your hearts were once full of darkness, now you are full of light from the Lord, and your behavior should show it. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, Rebuke and expose them. It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret. But when the light shines on them, it becomes clear how evil these things are. And where your light shines, it will expose their evil deeds. This is why it is said, Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. So be careful how you live, not as fools, but as those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity for doing good in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but try to understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, let the Holy Spirit fill and control you. Then you will sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, making music to the Lord in your hearts. And you will always give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And further, you will submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Your wives will submit to your husbands as you do to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of his body, the church. He gave His life to be her Savior. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives must submit to your husbands in everything. And you husbands must love your wives with the same love Christ showed the church. He gave up His life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by baptism and God's Word. He did this to present her to Himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man is actually loving himself when he loves his wife. No one hates his own body, but lovingly cares for it, 
just as Christ cares for His body, which is the church, and we are His body. As the Scriptures say, A man leaves his father and mother, and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. This is a great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. So again I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Hey, good morning guys, this is Nelson. Um, getting ready to launch out of here. I just want to share a little bit of my testimony with you and my walk. Um, I'm 36 years old. I come from the Columbus Circleville area. Um, I grew up in, in a broken home. My dad was in and out of my life. My mom had cancer. had a brother that passed away with um, leukemia. And so from a very early age, I suffered some traumas and, and didn't really realize it. And so a little later on, we uh, moved to Asheville and I grew up in a trailer park and there was a lot of people, a lot of different dynamics and family settings. And uh, I began a, a life of uh, being a people pleaser. And I had my first kid when I was 19. So at that point I was already drinking and smoking. Um, I had no kind of discipline. I had to try to learn how to be a man um, and what I thought was a man from the people that was around me and they, they weren't very good examples. Um, so later on that progressed into having three kids in my own place and a 13 year addiction to tramadols, suboxins and after that anything I could take to keep from having withdrawals and then somebody introduced me to heroin I began using heroin um, but when I found meth um, that ended up being the end right there I lost an 18 year relationship uh, three kids one on the way my home I hit a semi truck head on uh, my dad and I had gotten a fight drinking and using I got flipped over four times in an S10 and ended up um, in and out of jail and stuff I, I lucked out I didn't die there um, and shortly after that I was placed into custody and taken to jail uh, instrument charges uh, drug possession and about four months in on a six month sentence they um, they told me that they were going to send somebody in to see me and right before that happened uh, I was notified that my dad was not in good shape that my kid's mother was going to bring me uh, a phone so I could FaceTime and say my last goodbye because his organs were shut down from chemotherapy so I went and did that uh, mind you I've lost everything um, walking around homeless for the last two years after I did this FaceTime with my father and uh, said my last goodbyes to him, I went back to my jail cell and I hit my knees and I cried out to God, please help me because I don't know what to do. I've lost everything. I don't even know who I am anymore. And um, three days after that, my kid's mother had put money on the phone. I got to talk to my kids. Um, she told me my dad came out of ICU. Somebody had put money on my books and I didn't know who it was, never found out. And my kid's mother had told me that she wanted me to check this place out called The Refuge. 
and uh, so I did. I came here and I left the first week, the second phase. I didn't know what I was doing, but it was just enough to have a taste um, of what this place can do. So I left and went back out for another year, and I ended up coming back because um, I remember talking to my daughter on the phone, and I told her, I said, you know, Dad has to get off the phone. I got things to do. And when I did, I hung up. I felt so guilty. I talked about taking a bullet to my to my family. Um, and then I realized I had become the bullet. I was always saying I'd give my last breath or die for my children. The question really was, was I willing to live for them? And that became very prevalent to me at that point in time that the love of my children and the people around me that cared enough for me made me in turn want to love myself. So I came back here um, again. Uh, and I got into third phase. And once again, I left in third phase with a woman uh, because I was still putting the creation above the creator and I didn't want to submit uh, and just receive love and that was that was the um, the beginning of the, the last time I would go out I come back after that and uh, my walk has been blessed this time with a, a lot of good people around me I'd overdosed that last time as well when I was coming to in the, um, the ambulance, they were doing chest compressions and um, sternum rubs, and I could feel the guy smacking me in the face. And they're like, you gotta stay with us, buddy, stay with us. I got my eyes open for a second, and they closed, and I got scared, and I was like, man, I ain't gonna see my kids or my family anymore. And when they got my eyes open again, I was like, God, please don't let go. And it was in that moment that I knew God was saying, what's it gonna be, life or death, light or darkness? Up to you. So when I finally got out of the hospital from that overdose, Pastor Mike had reached out to me and uh, he was like, hey Nelson, I was just on my knee in prayer and the Lord put you on my heart. You know you gotta come back, right? I was like, I don't want to, man. He was like, I know, but you have to. And I was like, I know. Four days after that, I come back. And uh, today is my last day. By the time you guys hear this, I'll be, I'll be rolled out. And, uh, the first two principles I can't stress enough, that's what made it, um, you know, that's what's made my walk. The commitment to God and the relationship with the people around me has uh, taught me about myself and learned me about others. And um, you have to be present in the now. You can't look at the past and let that hold you down. You know, don't forget where you come from but also look at where you're going. Because if you're trying to hold on to everything uh, from the past and regrets and pain and shame, you're never gonna catch any of the blessings that God has for you moving forward. So be transparent, love one another, be patient, forgiving and forbearing, and uh, be in the now, enjoy your walk. I love you guys, and uh, I'll be around.